Blog Talk Radio. Hello? All right, guys, we had some technical difficulties, but I think we're back. Tim, you here? Yep, I'm here. So um, basically for tonight's episode, uh, we ran a little bit of late, 10 minutes late. Um, we had a little bit of producing issues as our host Benson could not um, get everything together. Well, it wasn't his fault, but it was um, just a little miscommunication between all of us, and it was new to all of us me and uh, Sal to try and uh, start everything ourselves, but we're truly sorry for everything, and, um, but so for this last part of the episode, we're going to be talking about today's um, opening day, with your initial thoughts on it? Uh, initial thoughts, good impressions, I can know, but, you know, yes, they did play against Scherzer, but offensively-wise, I could have wanted more. I expect a lot more out of people like McNeil and Conforto. And Rosario was expecting a breakout year. But, you know, this guy, you know, Sergio was great last year. You know, so mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, we you did do good be... offensively for mm-hmm. playing against the three times I Young award. But, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I agree. it has its pros and advantages. What, what about the pitching? How do you think DeGrom did? How, how our bullpen did? Anything you would think... uh, take away from the team? Yeah, you, re- you really can't be upset of our performance today. Like, before I go into the pitching, I I'd have to give a comment on the hitting. Like Scherzer is one of the best pitchers, if not the best pitcher in baseball, other than Degrom. I'd say he's yeah he has nasty stuff, and the fact that we could put up two runs off him in seven point two innings, and I give Scherzer a lot of credit. He stuck in there. He he um was a battler, and um yeah he did pretty well as a pitching duel. Twelve strikeouts for him, but um on the Mets side, Degrom pitched uh gem six innings. 10 strikeouts, one walk, and, yeah, he just did well. And I think the Mets, it was a smart move to take him out. He probably could have gotten one more, but obviously you don't want to mess mm-hmm. with your right too early. But in our bullpen, Lugo, <laughs> uh, Familia, and Diaz, all, all, yeah, um, all uh, you know, flawless. Mel had a great game today, obviously, and so mm-hmm. did DeGrom. So who do you think played a bigger role? Who was your MVP for this game, DeGrom, Cano, or for some reason, and any reason, would you pick anyone else? But who do you think? Out of those two guys, who's your MVP for this game? That's a pretty good question out there, Sal. Um, obviously, DeGrom had a great outing today, but um, I'm, I'm going to have to go with uh, Robinson Cano. Like, obviously, I love Jacob DeGrom. He kept us in the game. But um, he only pitched six innings. If he pitched a seven or eight, I would have given him the MVP of the game. But just a home run and the RBI from uh, Robinson Cano just put him over the edge for the MVP. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's a really um, you know, because he's you know old people. He's, you know, that was one of the things about getting Cano. You know, he's he's an old guy. You know, is he going to be able to produce? You know, today I'm not saying he's going to play as good as he's every day today, but I'm saying you know he's a veteran, so we know it's you know he's pitched, he's hit against pitchers like Scherzer and people off his caliber a lot. So you know he's used to it. You know he's you can tell he's very relaxed throughout these games. He you know he knew what he was doing. Not like someone like Peter Alonso or Neil. This is you know they're this is going to be their full full first full season, and facing a guy mm-hmm. like Max Scherzer on your first day you know, doesn't doesn't really help yeah. you relax. But Cano, a veteran up there at the plate, hitting well. So um, 
Yeah. So what about um? You know, we had spring training finally over, as we uh, mm-hmm. as we know. So throughout the entire spring training, we've had some some surprises. You know, as good as Alonzo, that everyone knew he was going to be good, but not that good. Um, what do you think? Mm-hmm. You know, we'll do we'll have for pitching and hitting. Your you know really your players for spring training, your MVPs for spring training. MVP, I would have to give it to um either Robinson Cano or Pete Alonzo. Robinson Cano did phenomenal. The last stretch, last day of spring training, he just showed he he's not the old 36-year-old everyone thinks he's. He's not He's not at the end of his career. Like, obviously he is. Like, he only has, like, four more years left. But he's not, like, a bad player anymore. He's trying to prove himself that he is. Last year was just just a, just a, a mistake, and uh, he's all back and ready together to play in the Queens. So, yeah, um, obviously Pete Alonso had a pretty impressive spring as well, um, who, where he's hit multiple home runs. Um, against top pitchers, hitting one over the jet out of the jet blue park against um uh, Thornburg, which is a pretty dominant pitcher in the Red Sox bullpen. But yeah, so overall, those are the two MVPs. I um, I can't make the decision right now. I'd have to go go in deep into the stats to actually pick one out. Oh, well, how about you? Yeah, I'd go with um, Malonzo for the first one, but people really didn't pay attention to this guy. Wilson Ramos had a phenomenal spring training. Mm-hmm. You know, didn't yeah. really as as big of a guy as he was. Didn't hit a lot of power. He hit a lot of singles and a lot of doubles, and he did that today. He you know, went a very hitless game with only 10 hits combined, two runs. You know, Wilson Ramos was in a few guys on the mess that got a hit. You know, you think, oh, just because he got a hit, no big deal. You know, against some guy like Scherzer, the hit is, you know, a lot more than, you know, getting a hit off some, you know, minor league scrub in August. You know what I mean? So, you know, yeah. Wilson Ramos had great spring training. Um, the most the most important thing that he batted for a high average, which Mets have always had, you know, struggles with. We've always had guys that batted 220, hit 20 home runs. But, you know, Wilson Ramos is a guy that can hit 20 home runs, but also bat 310. So I'd have to go to Alonzo and Ramos on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. Wilson Ramos had, like, a little bit of an underrated spring in a while. Like, he batted in the high 300s, if not higher. Um, once again, I just got home and difficulties trying to produce I can't look in deep into the stats but um yeah he definitely he won opposite field a lot like the first few games he um I think it was I think the third game he went opposite field grand slam and demolished it so yeah he's he's been going opposite field pretty well in these uh, spring training games and yeah singles is his game as he was the highest batting average catcher, catcher last year excuse me yeah, all right. So what about um pitching? You know, even though, you know, there's always not a lot of pitching in spring training games just because, you know, they yeah. have, you know, the minor leaguers and, you know, even your good pitchers will pitch three innings at max. If you could pick out one, who would it be? Um, that's a good question. Like, all of our pitchers did pretty well, I have to be honest. Edwin Jesus had a little bit of a shaky spring, but hopefully that's just um – him getting ready for the season as he showed today, but you know, yeah. no runs and closing the game out, getting his first save of the year, looking to replicate his uh, another fifty plus one save season. But um, yeah, so I think um, definitely um, I I would just it's a big competition. Um, I think yeah. Noah Syndergaard. Noah Syndergaard pitched pretty well. He showed off some uh, he he definitely showed a big improvement. Um, he's keeping he's keeping a lot of base runners on. He's a uh, Mixing, mixing in his offseason pretty well. Yeah, he's just been showing a lot more energy on the mound. Like, maybe he wasn't the best pitcher, but I just see him being the most improved, which is the most important in my book. 
Yeah, I don't know about most improved. I'd give most improved to Jason Vargas. He had I believe oh, yeah. two ERA this um this spring training. So you know as you know, oh, yeah. especially the fourth and fifth guys and Matt and Vargas, that was a real question mark. You know, we got to go out and get Gio Gonzalez and you know Craig Kimball or any of those guys. Um, you know those are those are big question marks in our rotation. But now that you know Vargas really did pitch um you know pitch great. And also give it to Rob Gazelman who. Came in a lot of games, really barely allowed any runs. Um, you can really place Gazama with Lugo, though. They both um, they both play really well. You know, Lugo also pitched mm-hmm. today. Um, had that like it was Degrom. They had Lugo in. They had Diaz and Familia. I think believe Lugo pitched the seventh inning. Um, no hit. So yeah, probably give it to Vargas or Gazama. Yeah, I have to agree yeah. with you on that. Um, obviously, you can't you don't see too much out of your bullpen in spring training as they only pitch one inning and nothing more than that. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, I'd definitely give it to Luke Rizelman. And, yeah, um, do you want to jump into or do you want to you want to go over who had the best uh, spring training of our prospects? Or? Our prospects? Um, well, like other than people. If you consider – I don't know if you can consider Peter Longo prospect anymore, but – he just has such a good spring training. The guy, like, if anyone bats over 400, you know, he's 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 going to be a guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know if that's even a question. But do you have any on like you know under underrated prospects um, that had a good spring training? Um, yeah, obviously Pete Alonso. He is a prospect still, but um, if I had to go with like a real true prospect who is like in the minor leagues and he'll be in there for like a little while. Mm-hmm. I'd have to give it to uh, Andres, Gimenez, Andres Jimenez. Um, he he did pretty well. He he had a spectacular glove in the field. I think he only made one error, um, and it was his first game. Probably just a few nerves in the system. And he also had that one home run, which he absolutely demolished. So he's showing a little bit of potential. He's like showing his glove in the field, showing his base running skills, which we are kind of in need right now. But um, yeah, I can't wait to see him in the future. Like if he continues to perform like this, um, this was his. Um, first full spring training where he played multiple games, and yeah, I think he ended up pretty well for being only 20 years old. Yeah, you know, um, well, the thing is about him, you know, we have Rosario on shortstop, who's, you know, hoping he can improve, you know, but is a, you know, is a solid shortstop, but where, you know, where does his future with the Mets lie, both of them, because, you know, we get to trade Rosario, we get to bring him up, you know, let's say we, um, let's say we, you know, could he play with the positions, like you know, if because mm-hmm. especially as a contending team, you know, your prospects, he has, you know, you know, we can talk about Pete Alonso and McNeil, but the only reason McNeil even came up is because by then we were horrible and you know we just needed some guys to up the roster and we brought in McNeil. McNeil wasn't supposed to be you know a big thing. He mm-hmm. really didn't play any you know any spectacular in the in the minors. Not like Alonso who you know was a stickout guy. McNeil really McNeil wasn't supposed to be very good. <laughs> You know, um, you know, yeah. some people just click in when they hit majors, and he's one of those guys. But you know, that's what I was saying. Where is um, you know, where is Andrew's place with you know the Mets going forward? Are they contending team who aren't really looking towards you know their minor league farm systems? Where do you think we're going to trade him? Do you think we're going to bring him up and platoon him with Rosario so he plays better? And where's also Rosario's um, you know position with the Mets in the future? Um, I think um. Uh, Jimenez is going to obviously be in the majors in the 2020 season, so um, or 2021, depending on how he does, but yeah. most likely 2020 season. 
if if he continues to excel. Um, so basically, this is the make or break season for Ahmed Rosario. If he absolutely blows it off, like and just bats another 240 season, 300 on base percentage, I think Andres Gimenez actually has a shot to platoon or maybe even take a spot, depending on how he handles yeah. the major leagues. Because Ahmed Rosario, yeah. last year, his first full year, it's fine. But we can't wait too long. Byron Buxton was supposed to be an amazing player. He's supposed to be a great. And he's now he's 25, and he hasn't done anything in three years. Maybe even four. I don't even know. But if Ahmed Rosario continues the path of um, Byron Buxton, we we can't wait this long. We have a great farm system for shortstops. We have Andres Gimenez. If he fails, we have Ronnie Mauricio. If he fails, we have Trevor Newton. We have a lot of shortstops. So yep. we, have to, we have to, like, find the balance, like, Obviously, we could always put in Jimenez at second base, but where do we put McNeil? I think it all depends on how everyone does this season and next season, and that will decide where our prospects play. Am I right? Yeah. Um, you know, Alonzo and um, Andrew remind me a lot of, you know, Donald Smith and Amar Rosario, both shortstop. <laughs> yeah. Um, shortstop for his basements. And, you know, now that Dominic Smith hasn't panned out, you know, people are saying that he can make a comeback this season. Well, let's be honest. There's a reason we didn't go get her for his base in this offseason because, you know, mm-hmm. Pete Alonso is supposed to be, you know, the guy. You know what I mean? He's supposed to be like this franchise cornerstone, you know. Um, so do you think at the trade deadline, let's say, let's say we're contending, right? Do you think mm-hmm. we should trade him at his, you know, um, I'm, I'm talking about um, Andrew here, like, and you could also package like Dom Smith. Do you think we should trade them as a package once, like, you know, let's say we played Dom Smith a couple games and he, and he hits, you know, 300, do you think we should ship them out when he's at his peak value? And Andrew's a top, by that point, he'll be at least a top 50 prospect in the entire minor league farm system. Do you think we should trade mm-hmm. them, keep them? How about that? That's a good question out there, Sal. Um, obviously, that, that's a, that's not a bad decision we want to be in. If we're contending, um, yeah, we definitely look to trade one of the more of the two. I'd prefer if we trade Andres Jimenez. Um, because obviously Ronnie Mauricio is only 18 years old. If not, he's 17, definitely younger than 20. So, yeah, he has a way bigger upside um, as he is in Kingsport yeah. this year. So, yeah, so basically, August Jimenez is going to be um, 21 this upcoming season in August, I believe, or September. So, yeah, so I think um, if we're truly contending and, like, we actually have a serious shot at the trade deadline, I'd say we, we browse offers. I don't think we should be trade, trade, trade mode. But I think we definitely yeah. need to browse offers. And see, if, I, I wouldn't say they have to overpay, but if we find a right price that's, like, fair, maybe find us, like, um, I don't even know what we need. We Maybe, like, a, a true center fielder, maybe another reliever, maybe a five. Probably, maybe maybe a, probably a starting pitcher. Yeah, yeah maybe a starting think. pitcher. But obviously, we we want to get a good starting pitcher, as he'll be, as you said, a top 50 or top, even top 30 prospect, as most prospects will be entering the um, major leagues, such yeah. as Vladimir Guerrero and Fernando Tatis Jr. So, yeah, he'll he'll definitely be bumped up as um, players progress to go into the major leagues. So, yeah, we can't just be getting a five-starter for um, Jimenez, but um, I think we need to, like, make a blockbuster trade. As he will, as his <laughs> stock will be very high up, as he'll only be twenty at the time of the trade deadline. Yeah, um, you know, obviously today's a big day, and 
Dallas Keuchel and Craig Kimball still haven't even signed in. Big Sexy, Bartolo Colon, even more important than the two. Um, you know, but, um, you know, do you think there is a possibility the Mets, you know, those players right now are probably pretty desperate for a major league spot, even yes, they want their money, but, you know, sometimes it's, sometimes it's just time to play baseball. And you think the Mets have a possibility at low-balling someone like Dallas Geichel instead of, you know, also because of the way Vargas has been playing? You know, do you think there's a chance we can low-ball him and try to find one of them? Um, yeah, um. Obviously, yeah, they haven't been signed yet, but the risk of signing one of those two players is they have no spring training under their belt. That's the thing. Yeah. So basically, true. Edwin true. Diaz, Edwin Diaz had not a good spring training. He had an awful spring training, matter of fact. He let lost a good amount of home runs, I think, like two or three. Um, he let a good amount of base hits, runs, and all that. So that's basically put, put Craig Kimbrell in that spot or Dallas Keuchel. And they start off the season the way Edwin Diaz did in spring training. We don't want that. We we need all the wins we can get. And I think um, we have to give Stephen Mass and um, Jason Vargas a shot as they did pretty well in the um, spring training well, um, this year. You know, um, I feel like you know Dallas for for um, at least Dallas um, Geico. You know, I feel like yeah. if we let's say let's say we do sign them, right? I feel like the Mets aren't going to just draw them right in there. You know, make them start against the Phillies. I feel like. If I'm the match, uh, you let the guy, you know, do some bullpen sessions, play some scrimmage games for like a week, two weeks, and then you ease him into it. You put him in the, you ease him into it. You put him in the bullpen for, you know, a couple of games, you know, and then you slowly but surely, you know, you can run a six-man rotation with Kyle if you want to do that. You know, you can kind of almost, you know, you don't want to push him in there right away. You know, let him play a couple of scrimmages and put him in the bullpen and then start him. That's what I would do because obviously, like you said, you don't want to mm-hmm. rush him in there. You don't want to rush him in there and, you know, make him, you know, pitch terribly. Yeah. As we only have a few minutes left in this um, short podcast, um, I think uh, we need to go over our lawn decision as we had today. Obviously, Pete Alonzo made the opening day roster and got his first hit today. Uh, initial thoughts on that, stuff? Um, You know, Mets fans were screaming for him to make the opening day roster. And from a contending standpoint, especially these couple weeks, you know, I'll do really enjoy anything today, but, you know, you would want him on your team those first couple of weeks just because it is a, going to be a tight, tight division, you know, and those couple of weeks, or let's say, let's say with Alonzo, we got, you know, five or four wins, you know, that's a big step in, um, you know, in this division because it's going to be close. And unfortunately, that is all the time we have today. So um, I'd like mm-hmm. to thank each and every one of you guys for sticking here especially with, um, you know, our internet problems and connecting. That's all it was. Um, so, yeah, I'd have, I appreciate that you guys all listened here. You know, me and Tim had, you know, a blast watching opening day, even though we were both in school. <laughs> but, you know, it was – we enjoyed going back and watching the watching the clips. <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah um, thank you guys for listening. Yeah, we really pre- – uh, so um, we, we have to advertise on um, one thing – um, so basically, if you um want to get ten percent off your tickets um for Stub Stubyard, it's a ticket selling business. Um, use code BPN ten for ten percent off your first purchase. And yeah, um, and also buy the merch that we have in the down in the description. We have a lot of new fire uh, Mets merch. So make sure you go peep it, and maybe you'll find something you like. Um, if so, go add us on Instagram. We'll make sure to give you guys a shout out. So yeah, we really appreciate you guys joining. 
staying with us through the hard times of this um, podcast. And, yeah, hope to see you guys um, next week. And welcome to the new era. See you.